again with the Crossroads Music Podcast. We are experts in mumble rap, and all we're going to talk about today is mumble rap. Amen, brother. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are a music podcast. Talk about music. We are... I'm still recovering from the vaccine. Eric, how are you feeling? Ah, you know what? I felt awful that day we had the podcast. Yep. And then I felt worse again the next day and then i was completely fine oh nice that's pretty good i think i'm just tired in general and i never had like flu like symptoms or anything but uh Mm. just feeling tired all the time uh hello to everyone in chat chasing dragonflies jen jen how's it going what's going on everybody newton how is how is everyone uh, for those of you who are joining us here for the first time, uh, we are a music podcast where we just ramble on about music. We are not, we're not knowledgeable about anything. So take whatever mm-hmm. we say with a grain of salt because we're usually wrong. Exactly. We are probably mostly wrong. <laughs> yeah, like like the Hotel California album. It sold millions upon millions of uh, re- records, and I just said it shouldn't exist. Exactly. But here we are. Uh, <laughs> oh, Ben's Ben's here also, and he's driving. Don't crash your car. Yes, please don't crash. We need you, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we usually start this off with uh, what Eric is drinking. So Eric, what is your drink of choice for today? Well, I poured this absolutely terribly. As you can see, there is just, <sighs> just <sighs> awful. So... Uh, I'm going to drink what's rest the rest in the can. But uh, today is a porter. It's a Cliffside uh, Brewing Company, which is out of right here in Nanaimo. Um, it's a cool little spot kind of right on the harbor. So you can grab a beer and then kind of walk along the harbor and enjoy the, you know, all the boats coming in, the sailboats, and try to avoid the homeless. Uh, <laughs> uh, but this is called the Luna Porter. So it's a dark chocolate porter. Mm. Um, and this is actually probably one of my favorites in town. Uh, I love this. It's good. I've had it before. So, uh, highly recommend it. Go to Cliffside Brewing if you ever come down to Nanaimo. Nice. Uh, and hello to Julia. Thanks for joining us. Um, What's going on, Julia? So, Eric, it is one of your favorite drinks. What does it taste like? It's like, um, chocolate. Um, It has a bit of a bitter taste, but, but it's got like that dark chocolate bitter taste yeah that's cool so if you like if you like dark chocolate check it out it's good uh and chasing dragonflies this means they are inviting you to fight them if you disagree yes of course if you disagree with us feel free to yell at us there's a lot of different avenues you can yell at us you can yell at us live here on twitch you can 100 percent on discord if you uh mm-hmm. find our home address you can mail us uh hate mail also <laughs> just please don't come to our houses <laughs> yes just mail us because we probably won't answer the door <laughs> um all right cool we typically start this off with what we've been listening to so eric it's been a short turnaround we talked to each other last thursday but uh anything yes. new you've been listening to well before we actually start off with that i kind of wanted to do this live because i thought it was kind of special um as you know i'm getting married next year Mm-hmm. in july so i would how would you feel oh. alex Kem, if you would be a part of my groomsman oh shit 
<laughs> you're doing this live just for I everyone am. just for so everyone you have to say yes just for everyone that's <laughs> listening here he gave me no he gave me no indication he was gonna do this this is a completely <laughs> like impromptu thing uh yeah of course i'm gonna be so be there sweet thanks buddy i'm honored <laughs> I am honored. Of course. <laughs> Look at no. that. The chat. I've made the chat cry. There's <laughs> some pink little thing. I don't have my glasses on. I'm getting old, everybody. But I, I can't. <laughs> pink little like Pokemon thing crying. <laughs> that's uh, that's Isaac from Binding of Isaac. But um, oh. yeah, I know. Like I still need to figure out flights. Hopefully the prices stay down. Um because right now it's like 180 Canadian, like one way. So like, which is crazy, ridiculously cheap. So hopefully by the time your yeah. wedding rolls around, that price stays the same. I doubt it. But Sweet. That's what I'm hoping. Well, I'm I'm honored. You're a part of the crew, my friend. Yeah, <laughs> so. I, like as soon as soon as I like land, I need to like find the closest music store and just start like renting out equipment because I don't want to fly with my own equipment. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. It's okay. I, I'll get that all handled. So. Have to so figure that out. Yeah, but that is a non-podcast yeah, <laughs> issue. Yeah, no, that was a complete surprise. Oh my lord! I have so. to find a suit. Actually, now that I think about it. Don't worry, don't worry. I will, I will keep you informed. <laughs> okay. But, uh, Sounds good. But before buddy. we deal rail this train <laughs> and become a wedding coordinating podcast, <laughs> <laughs> um, what have I been listening to, ladies and gentlemen? Um, me and Julia actually checked out that movie Cruella on oh, uh, Disney Plus. Uh, she really good, but I was actually very impressed with the soundtrack. The soundtrack was perfect for that movie. Uh, it had a lot of the soundtrack. So the movie, like, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but obviously Cruella Deville is like this fashion artist, right? Uh, so they had a lot of like, so she's trying to make it big in the industry, and they had a lot of like. Uh, uh, songs like uh, Whisper Whisper by the Bee Gees to kind of start it off in the 60s. Uh, you got uh, uh, Stone Cold Crazy. Uh, then it kind of turned into the punk era where she was kind of battling this other, you know, fashion artist. Like you got the clash, should I stay or should I go? Um, I want to be your dog and stuff like that. So it actually, it really fit the the movie like and, and the mood of the movie. Okay. But you have to you have to watch it to understand because so I don't want to spoil it. It's a proper soundtrack, then, right? It's not like a Disney yeah. original songs. No, they actually picked. They actually picked songs like actually they had uh, a lot of Ike and Tina Turner huh. covers. Like so, they have come, they did a cover of "Come Together" on there and um, a whole lot of love by Ooh. Led Zeppelin, uh, which was actually kind of a neat cover. I actually really liked it. So. Um, other than that, uh, seeing how it was a short turnaround, uh, the only album I listened to, which was a surprise to me, I talked about it in the last podcast, but Sam Pace and the Gilded Grit just came out with his, uh, album called, uh, just Sam Pace. I thought it was called something else, <laughs> but, um, it's, it's a seven song album. It's, it's like very dirty, grungy, electric blues. If you're into that, check it out. You won't be disappointed. Very nice. Um, but that's what I've been listening to. So what about you, buddy? Honestly, I haven't been listening to much. The album we are reviewing today, I did listen to a whole bunch. Um, other than that, uh, The Killers released a new song with uh, Bruce Springsteen 
uh, Dustland. Mm. Technically, it's an old song. It's like it's an original song by the Killers off their like third album, like way back when. Uh, but they decided to re-record it, and Bruce Springsteen does, I think, the second verse and sings along with the chorus uh, with Brendan Flowers. Uh, it's not bad. Uh, like if you're into the Killers, I think you should probably check it out. It's it's a decent song. Um, but yeah, that that was that. I listened to that a few times. Is all right, but. Outside of that, nice. I wasn't really listening to that much. Not a lot of not a listening for me. Um, Fair yeah. enough. Actually, there's one song that keeps playing because I am watching the Euro Cup. You <laughs> uh, two did a song for the Euro Cup this year. Oh, I don't know that? what it's called. Okay. It, it's okay at the beginning, but but it's just overplayed. Like at the <laughs> beginning of every match, and you're like, okay, I get it. <laughs> it's like all the nations coming together, or some some. <sighs> Yeah, of course. Bono because Bono, song. Yeah. Bono just wants everyone to live in peace and harmony. Exactly. Uh, I think my camera froze, actually. Let me just try to refresh that while we keep At least talking. you're smiling. At least you're yeah. smiling with the, with the frozen camera. Yeah, it's dead. Oh, well, right. I'll, try to, I'll try to fix that in a bit. Um, <laughs> okay, so cool. Um, I guess in terms of music news, there's a few items here. Uh, Lord has announced that her third album, Solar Power, will be released on August 20th. So that's, uh, that's coming out. I know she released a single for it, but I didn't actually get a chance to, to actually listen to that. Eric, any, any thoughts on Lord? Lord. I always thought it was Lordy. <laughs> no, Lordy is a Finnish, uh, metal that's band. That's the Finnish one? Okay, that's that's that one. <laughs> Lord, you don't pronounce the e on the end. Lord, I think I think I've heard heard of her. Like I I definitely know a song or oh, two, yeah. but but yeah, like I don't know too much to actually give a valid opinion. <laughs> yeah, like I'm interested to see how how that turns out. Um, I'm sure it'll be like decent enough, but um, yeah, we'll see we'll see how that comes out. Uh. Another thing, Serge Tankian of System of a Down fame has released a 24-minute piano concerto titled Disarming Time, a Modern Piano Concerto. Mm. Have you ever listened to System? No. Man, you're missing out. System of a Down is one of those bands that have very polarizing uh, music, let's say. (laughs) Like, Mm. politically, like... Lyrically, politically, they're very left-leaning. They're actually extremely left-leaning band. Uh, so you have sort of a divided audience just from the, the lyrical content itself. But the music, oh my lord. It is like, it's bananas what they do. Like, it, it's a very it's a very heavy metal sound. Um, you're definitely going to say this is a metal band. But man, mm-hmm. they infuse, infuse some of Armenian, like Middle Eastern... Uh, sort of melodies and scales they infuse that into the music and then um and search tankian's like delivery in terms of vocals is very unique to him he's like doing a lot of like operatic stuff uh that you Hmm. wouldn't expect uh from from a guy like that but yeah some of the stuff that he does is like incredible again i probably have heard some system of a down songs i most definitely have but i i never actually sat down and listened to any of them so Mm. Yeah, anyways, this um, 24-minute piano concerto, it's all right. It's just another instrumental from mm. a non-classically trained musician who's trying to do classical <laughs> music. It's all right. It's nice to have in the background, I would say. Um, 
Other piece of news, oh, Bob Dylan has announced Shadow Kingdom, a new streaming concert via Live Nation-owned live mm. streaming company Veeps that is set to take place July 18th. It'll be the musician's first broadcast performance in almost three decades. Ticket, tickets are $25. I mean, that's not bad. 25 bucks to see Bob Dylan. Yeah, 25 bucks to see Dylan like as a live stream. That's not actually like mm-hmm. that's pretty good because last time I saw Dylan, I think I paid like 100 bucks live in person. Yeah, in in the actual venue. In the actual flesh. I wonder Yeah, I wonder if they can like obviously the venue takes a chunk of the money obviously, but I wonder if it's cheaper to stream. It's definitely cheaper to stream. For sure. Hmm. Well, I so like that's the, probably why it's cheaper, right? Yeah, like you could honestly just, if anything, you can just pick a venue and live stream from that venue because, like, the venue already has the cameras in place, has all the equipment, audio equipment in place. They pretty much have everything hmm. in place already. All you need is like a really good internet connection. Yeah, and if you don't have one, then <laughs> you've got uh, Kim. Camera blocked out, so yeah, I don't know. My camera's still listening f- to an audio version. <laughs> freaking camera is like dunzo today. I don't know what's going on. Um, but yeah, I don't know. 25 bucks for a Dylan concert, even if it's live stream, that's not too bad, actually. Hmm. Yeah, I would pay that. I would definitely, you'll probably just mumble through the that. whole thing. But I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh, lady. <laughs> Um, in other news, uh, ooh, Taylor Swift has announced the next re-recorded album of hers will be Red. Everyone was saying it was going to be 1989. Everyone thought um, that'd be the next album coming out, but it, in fact, will be her Red album. Uh, it will it will be released with 30 songs on it. So originally, wow. the album was supposed to be 30 songs long, and I I know why the Suits decided <laughs> that was too many and need to cut it down. Um, but 30 songs, 30 songs. On, yeah, 30 songs on the album will be released. And one of those songs is actually 10 minutes long. <clears throat> That'll be interesting to listen I wanna, to. I want to hear a 10 minute Taylor Swift song, to be honest. Yeah. I want to see, I, I want to see goes. what she, yeah. Cause it can't, cause a lot of like 10 minute songs, they, it's not like verse, chorus, verse, chorus. There's a lot of changing parts in the song. <laughs> Or there should be, I think, if you're going to have a song that long. Imagine if it wasn't. It was just like... It was just like freaking... <laughs> oh, my God. If it was just first chorus, first chorus over and over yeah. again. What's that? I knew you were trouble when you just over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be hilarious. One more time, everybody. <laughs> just over and over. Um... Sorry, hmm. Ben. Oh, uh, I love System of a Down, Eric, and I'll come over and we will crank crank out some albums by them. Sounds good to me, buddy. You just let me know when you're free. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, go, going back to the Taylor Swift thing. Uh, so which one is Red? Which which songs has Red on it? Uh, Trouble. Trouble. Um, okay, so I did get that right. That was yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. funny. Trouble. <laughs> nice. Okay, so, so Red is the one post country like is post fearless okay yeah so that was like her her first like i'm i'm a pop singer yeah now. yeah i'm a pop singer yeah. now it's the first one she did with uh, max mm. martin gotcha 
Interesting. Uh, yeah. It, I mean, like, I'm excited because Red, as much as I hate Max Martin, I think Red was a very good album by her. So I'm interested to see mm. where that goes, especially because, like, <laughs> 10 minute song by Taylor Swift. That's going to be intense. That that will be intense. I'm intrigued about that song for sure. Yeah. Uh, cool. And then finally, <laughs> this is more just like a ridiculous thing. But Eric, I actually this might be a discussion point for us. But um, All right. I'll, I'll hit me. I'll pick it up with a story, and then we can we can discuss uh, the hypotheticals afterwards. But okay. Canadian indie rock bands um, have released uh, Islomania. Uh, sorry, the band is called Islands. They released. Islomania, their eighth studio album a week ago. However, uh, oh, Colin North, thank you for the host slash raid. Uh, thanks for dropping by, dude. Uh, for those of nice. you Welcome. Who, who don't know Colin, uh, he is a professional Smash Bros. player. Right on. So That's go- a game where I was absolutely terrible at, <laughs> and I still am. I cannot <laughs> grasp it. I remember we would come over to your, like, this is a sto- little story time, size tangent. <laughs> but we, we would all play together, and I would be the first one eliminated every single right. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do remember those days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was more like, all right, Eric, get out of here. <laughs> I would just get destroyed in seconds, and I would have no idea what's going on. <laughs> but uh, congrats. That's awesome. Good for you. <laughs> Um, sorry, I'm just gonna restart that story. So, Canadian indie rock band yep. Islands have released Islomania, their eighth studio album, a week ago. However, the album unfortunately contains an accidental cover of an already existing song. The song in question is Carpenter, uh, which takes the exact lyrics from American indie musician Julie Byrne, Byrne's 2014 Prism song. Uh, according to Islands, somewhere between 2016 and 2019. Nick Thornburg, a member of Islands, made uh, a demo of Prism Song. Uh, and a few years later, he picked up the demo again and worked on it, uh, totally forgetting that it was a cover. <laughs> uh, Eric, let us sink in for a second. But um, Isaac SSB, thanks for the follow. All right, Eric. So this band freaking did a demo of a cover, right? They created a demo and covered yeah. someone else's song. About three years later, listens to finds it again on his like desktop or whatever, and is like, "Oh, I wrote a great song. I'm gonna finish this off, and I'm going to uh, release it on my album." Eric, your thoughts on on that? <laughs> oh my god, I don't, I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> it's like, oh, I forgot it was a cover. Because <laughs> like. Oh man, like when we when we would sit down and write music, right? Or one of us would have an idea, like we would play it, and then sometimes it happens. You're just like, this sounds a little familiar, right? And then you're like, what does this sound like? I feel like this sounds like something. And then one day it will click. Oh shoot, this is this song. <laughs> you, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. But but I I just can't grasp the fact that it's like oh. Like, was it lyric lyric by lyric that he... Oh, yeah. It was full he, on, like, the lyrics are exact carbon copies. So that's like waking up one day and writing Blackbird by the Beatles down and being <laughs> like, oh, this is a great song. You know what? I think I'm going to put it on my album. <laughs> like, that's, that, that's yeah. pretty dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm dead. My camera's dead. I freaking, 
I hate tech issues. But anyways, like just like just the thought of me completing a song and it's already existed. Like me like listening to myself a demo, a cover <laughs> demo yeah. years later and just like, oh, this is this is a freaking amazing song I wrote and then finishing it off. <laughs> years later (laughs) and just like this is this is my original work like oh i would be so embarrassed well no kidding yeah (laughs) Uh, yeah colin i can't believe i wrote this moby dick thing (laughs) just imagine if like you took a zeppelin song and just like oh yeah i wrote i mean zeppelin did that all the time but i mean (laughs) like ah He probably was thinking, oh, this song's not going to be as big, and I, I think it'll be fine. I'm going to see if I could get away with this. <laughs> yeah, like, and it also leads to the thing is, like, did you purposely do this just to get the notoriety, or you thought you could get away with it, or mm-hmm. is it legitimate you're that dumb and that this? <laughs> <laughs> well, we all know somebody that might have done that in high school. <laughs> Nick Chan. <laughs> yeah, Nick if Chan. If you're out there. um but yeah anyways that's that's sort of making the rounds on the internet and just everyone ridiculing him for for doing that that's terrible that's a terrible spot to be in (laughs) at least he didn't pick like a super famous song but still yeah it's like like trouble by taylor swift uh anyways uh i think that's it for the news i believe yeah that's everything in the music news for for this time um okay so cool next up uh we have our next segment which is today in music history so at this point what we do is uh we go back in time and look on this day today is june 21st and we revisit all the uh significant musical things that happened on this day and 1932 lalo uh Schifrin, the argentinian composer who wrote the theme for mission impossible and the music for clint eastwood's dirty harry films is born in buenos aires well i mean it's probably throughout all high schools of <laughs> in north america <laughs> you know yeah playing mission impossible for the uh morning bell song that's like mm-hmm so ridiculous but um the thing with mission like i love as much as it's sort of annoying that that sort of became the theme Mm -hmm. song for our childhood that song is like freaking brilliant just like oh the thing's in five four it's in five how do you make like such a ingrained in your mind song in five four there's so such an uncommon time signature yeah right that it's like yeah you're right like, how could you make something that's so catchy that everybody does? Da, 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 right? <laughs> like, it's just amazing that that song is just so catchy and such an odd time signature. Mm-hmm. You know what we should have done? We should have just taken the song literally and actually, like, tried to get to class with, like, purpose, like, in the movies. Just start pushing people down and like throw punch somebody. <laughs> what the song's making me do it? I don't know. Uh, moving on, 1944, Ray Davies, rhythm guitarist and vocalist for the Kinks, is born in London, England. I like the Kinks. The Kinks, Kinks are a great band. Yeah, they were like good for 
for being one of the pioneers in sort of that early stages of of rock like they were really yeah. great lola love that song <laughs> uh what do you think is more catchy mission impossible or the darth vader theme mm. I, mm, mission That's impossible a good question really I think Mission Impossible. It's more. Really? I think the Darth Vader theme for sure. But catchy. Because, like, I'm thinking Mission Impossible is, a, is in a major key. Darth mm-hmm. Vader theme, I'm pretty sure is in a minor key. Could be some diminished thing in there, but it, I'm pretty sure it's in a minor key. So I think. I don't think people walk down the street skipping along singing the Darth Vader theme. <laughs> Where's Mission Impossible? Well, you think people walk down the street going to work or in the da, 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 like? Uh. I I think I can I can see it. People walking to work and going da 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 da. Where's the dark? Well, maybe Vader maybe theme? you're gonna fire somebody <laughs> at your job and then you're playing the the Darth Vader theme. Da 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 da. da you know. I just don't think the Darth Vader theme is. It's an earworm for sure, but it's it comes down to one being more poppy versus a darker song in my mind. Okay, I yeah, I feel like okay, you do have a point there, but but like the Darth Vader song is played in like all these movies where something dark and anonymous is playing kind of thing, right? <laughs> when have you ever heard of the Mission Possible theme song other than Going to high school, <laughs> like legitimately going to a high school, mm-hmm. or watching the Mission Impossible movies. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure people have hummed it to themselves walking down the street. I say we let the audience decide. Chasing Dragonflies has a point. Darth Vader theme is more iconic, Mission Impossible is more catchy. Darth Vader. Theme song is probably more iconic. Okay. I feel like internationally, people would know that one instantly. Versus yes. the Mission Impossible theme. Yeah. Like, that, that'd be an interesting experiment. Going to third world countries and playing both songs. Which one do you know? <laughs> <laughs> Just pay a translator. <laughs> you go to like the jungles of Cambodia or something. Yeah, do you know this song? They definitely do. <laughs> uh, 1948, on June 21st, the record label Columbia announces its new technological breakthrough, a long-planing vinyl phonograph record that can hold up to 23 minutes of music on one side. That's a big deal. That is a big deal. 23 whole minutes on one side of a vinyl record. That's like... Before it was just like you could fit two songs maybe on one, on one record. Um, oh. oh, exactly. The birth of uh, the long form. I, I mean, it's it's a great invention because you, you know all the my friends who like collecting records, you know they have to get up and change. <laughs> change the record so i'm sure people appreciate it oh we get to we get to sit down for a little longer uh 1950 joey kramer drummer for aerosmith is born in the bronx new york city sweet i think aerosmith is actually done i think they're they're done as a band at this point i don't think they're gonna tour anymore i mean he 
he can't really sing as well as he used to, right? Um, I don't know. I haven't I haven't heard Steven Tyler sing in a very like recently. I've seen a couple like live shows, like not recently, but like maybe like five years ago, and and I remember like especially like songs like Dream On. And you're just like, oh man, he can't hit that that like those notes anymore. Like he was hitting mm. the lower octave, and I was mm. like, ah, sucks. But I mean, like, what do you like? Those songs are crazy. As <laughs> like, if you're a vocalist singing them, yeah. Uh, 1976, Mike Einzinger, guitarist for Incubus, is born in L.A., California. There's a pretty cool band. I like Incubus. Luden says they might be touring next year, in regards to Aerosmith. Aerosmith. I mean, I love Aerosmith. I think their songs are are sweet. Like they're they're just so awesome. Oh yeah, right? they've got great a crazy yeah. crazy vocalist, right? And and like the hit songs they came out with, unreal. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh oh, we talked about uh the Killers before, but uh 1981, Brandon Flowers, lead vocalist of the Killers is born in Henderson, Nevada. Nice. I always think of that just that one song. Helena told me you were a boyfriend. Absolutely (laughs) nonsense song. Absolute nonsense. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know how that song became so popular. It means nothing. I get it. I get the song became popular just because of the era of music that it was in. But I just thought that when, like, I always thought when he was singing that you hear that song, it sounds like the singer is like running out of breath. Just as he's singing, like, don't you notice that? Yeah, yeah, that's true. And it's like, just, just take a breath, man. Just stop and take a breath. Chasing dragonflies. I think we all know what that song is about. I legit do not have any idea. Like to me, it seems like a grammar error happened in that song. It seems like someone didn't go to school and put a bunch of words together. Oh, it just seemed like to me like he wasn't breathe like. You know, like in in concert, like if any of you've taken music in school, like and you're playing a woodwind instrument or or an instrument where you had to use your breath, you you, you learn that you have to breathe in between notes. <laughs> but it was, it, I just always felt that he was just never breathing when he could. <laughs> he was just using all like one breath for the whole song. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Um, speaking of people who can't really sing, 1985, Lana Del Rey is born in New York City. Lana Del Rey. There you go. Controversial statement. <laughs> Anytime Lana Del Rey is brought up, I always have to say something negative uh, of, of her. So you're pre, you're pre. Yeah. Someone <laughs> speaking to someone who can't sing. I was just writing this down. Who can't sing. Ladies and gentlemen, this made the controversial statement before it was even spoken. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, Lana Del Rey, born in New York City, 1985, on June 21st. Honestly, I can't stand Lana Del Rey. I just like, I know I've told this story before, but I had to leave her concert because it was just like, this is trash. (laughs) I'm like, I can't watch this anymore. This is garbage what's on stage and just left oh, man. who why why did you go see lana del rey because i got place. free box tickets and i was like free box tickets okay i'll try it and like 
I think it was Grimes who opened up and she was all right. I'm, I'm not crazy about Grimes or anything, but she was all right. She's like making millions, just like selling NFTs at this point. Um, so it's Grimes. And then I don't remember who the mill act was someone insignificant, probably. Uh, and then Lana Del Rey. And it was just like, she mumbled through the whole song. She like fake cried through the, the her whole set. And like, I don't know. Someone in the audience <laughs> handed her flowers and she was just like... They cried. Why did she fake cry? I don't know. Because all her songs are super depressing and people connect to it for whatever reason. But <laughs> I mean, maybe she realized on stage that she's not making good music. <laughs> and it was sad that she was performing in front of everybody. <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, see, so what, what benefits did you have from these box seats? nothing like what did you get any perks like so this this was food? at the this was at the molson amp i don't even know what it's called anymore uh, it's probably some other name budweiser stage or something um no nothing it was just like better seats okay i would leave if i was getting free alcohol i would probably just keep drinking <laughs> and then maybe see get, get to the point where you actually start enjoying the concert <laughs> Yeah, no, like the box seats literally were just a better view, like an un unobstructed view of the stage. So like you can mm. sail past everyone's heads. Um, gotcha. And no one was allowed in. There's like a security guard in front of the entrance and it was just like your own private box essentially. But like, yeah, I just had to, I had to leave. It was just like horrible. I couldn't stand it. Uh, Luton, yeah, probably a bunch of editing in her songs, but I like the music a little bit. I mean, like... <clears throat> what was that song video game like i think a lot of her a lot of her singles are like decent to listen to on the radio i don't really hmm. like they're mediocre songs at best but like they're just nice background music i feel like but as a small music everybody <laughs> just in regards to her like quote unquote as an artist because all over the like pitchfork pitchfork always loves her and and they're always like, oh, it's a great artistic expression of the human soul, blah, 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 blah. It's just like, it's terrible. Whatever she mm. does, it's just like, I can't stand listening to it. It's just too sappy. <laughs> it's just too much. Um. Anyways, moving on. 1990, Lil Richard finally gets a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Lil Richard would say at that event, like everything I got, it took a long time to get. Just so true because Lil Richard, yeah. Oh, Lil Richard is just so underappreciated. Yeah, he's he's definitely like he deserves that. Uh, like way before, way before he was even inaugurated. Nineteen ninety. Yeah, like that. That guy's a, like he's one of the reasons. Like my influences and in, in just listening to blues and rock music. Like he's just a god. Yeah to me like oh he was so like he was so dragged through the coals poor guy like i yeah. feel like that he deserves like everything <laughs> you know yeah yeah because when we talk about like you know the the kings of rock and roll like the pioneers mm -hmm. of rock and roll who do we say uh it's probably elvis up there just because of mainstream appeal mm -hmm. right um, no i don't agree with that i don't agree with oh, that yeah, yeah. But yeah obviously like yeah we wouldn't agree that from an artistic level elvis should not be mm -hmm. there but from like a mainstream success bringing rock and roll to the mainstream yeah probably put him there but like little richard is never in that conversation no he's not which 
which is so unheard of because if you listen to any of his songs, it is rock music. Yeah. It's a hundred percent rock music. And it, and I feel like you feel it way more than if you were to listen to an Elvis song. Like Hound Dog. If you take Elvis's yeah. Hound Dog oh, yeah. and get like Tutti Fruity or Long Tall <laughs> Long Long Tall Sally, like it there's no difference. Right? Like yeah. <laughs> there's no difference. And and like his stage performance, like, oh man, that guy live would have been just awesome to watch. Yeah, just electric. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, 2001, blues man John Lee Hooker dies of natural causes at the age of 83. Oh, speaking of blues, John Lee Hooker, man. Oh, one of the gods of blues. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Uh, but he oh, did yeah. die of natural causes at 83, so he did have a did have a good life. Oh, yeah, for sure. If you, if you want some good, hardcore Mississippi Delta blues, listen to some John Lee Hooker. Uh, and then finally, oh, last piece, 2015. So we're skipping ahead quite a bit, but this is the last piece mm-hmm. of uh, historical significance. Uh, you might remember this one actually. Taylor Swift writes an open letter to Apple as it readies to launch Apple Music. She threatens to withhold her album 1989 if artists aren't paid their deserved royalties. This was all sparked because Apple decided that artists would not be paid royalties during Apple <laughs> Music's first three months. Uh, Apple would eventually reverse that decision. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I love, I like, I am probably the worst person when it comes to Apple because I am just an Apple like whore. Because <laughs> I've got like everything Apple. I'm streaming this right now on a MacBook, <laughs> right? But um, I do agree with Taylor Swift in that sense because I could like they are a bit of greedy bastards in that sense that. Like, how could they not get the royalties, right? Yeah, for the first three months. Because I, I remember that that point in time, because when Apple Music was coming out, I had Spotify. And I remember there was only, there was exclusives that they were saying that would only come out. So, so let's say like Taylor Swift. I can't remember if she went, I think she went with Spotify for a bit. But, but it was like, okay, you release an album, the first however many months, it's just going to be on this streaming platform, right? It was in their contract mm-hmm. or something. So, so like in order to listen to that album, you needed Spotify or Apple Music at that point. And I remember some bands were like that. And at the beginning, didn't like Apple Music because they didn't have a lot of the artists signed on. So there were songs that I listened to that I'm just like, well, I can't even find this on here. So why would I do it, right? But I could see why that would piss you off, though, because the three months thing, that's that's a long time, right? Yeah. These major companies get some gross when it comes to artists. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It was a new, the street, whole streaming thing at that time was so new. And, like, it's still new technically today because, like, you still have Neil yeah. Young going on about, like, I only got paid 60 bucks a month uh this month <laughs> my check was sixty dollars and we go old man neil young shut up you're a freaking millionaire you've earned enough money but like but it is true like not mm-hmm. to pay the artists you're you're using their music to sell your platform so it's a pretty shitty thing to to do mm-hmm. to the people that you're you're selling their product you know on your platform so 
don't know. But yeah, it was, it was definitely like quite the thing to get used to. Like, obviously, somebody like me or us, I like I like it because I can access any type of music at any time, and and I think that I'm one of the probably the few people that actually like get the money's worth out of it <laughs> like like because i am constantly on there like every day looking at new albums coming out like uh... old stuff i i look at i'm like oh my god i haven't heard this song in for ages right like i'm constantly doing that so um i i mean but it's interesting because you pay like what like usually it's like 15 bucks 20 bucks a month is it that much or whatever now? or I think so. I could be wrong. It could be ten dollars. I think it's fifteen dollars like for like three months, isn't it? Okay, because I I pay. And anyways, my subscription thing is an Apple thing again, Apple whore thing. But anyways, um, what whatever you pay, let's say it's ten or fifteen dollars, or whatever. Like, I wonder, like, how much of that for each person goes to each nothing. artist? Like, absolutely nothing. Nothing, right? Yeah. So. It's it, it's definitely an interesting concept, but I don't I I don't know if the artists are benefiting from that. Yeah, streaming is at this point it's it's more commercial, right? It's just to get your name out mm. there, uh, to get people to the shows, to buy the merch and all that. The song itself is not the main money making product anymore. Um, mm-hmm. It just doesn't generate revenue, so. Um, Which is sad. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, going back to the original thing, the, the whole reason why this we brought this up is because Taylor Swift actually wrote an op- open letter to Apple to reverse their policy mm-hmm. on on that, which is kudos to her. I mean, you need yeah. someone with that big of a name to actually push the needle on big corporations. Well, yeah, like somebody small isn't going to do anything. They're just going to be like, okay, well, screw you. <laughs> like... Yep. Uh, all right, cool. So that was today in history, June twenty first. Uh, so for those of you who have been following along with us every single week, the album that we actually uh, reviewed for this week is debut album by Guns N' Roses, "Appetite for Destruction." So, uh, Ap- "Appetite for Destruction" is the debut studio album by American hard rock band Guns N' Roses. Released on July 21st, 1987, it would have very little mainstream success upon its release. It would debut at number 182 and would sell only 200,000 copies after a few months. At this point, their record label, Geffen, uh, were done with promoting the record. They essentially just gave up because like after after like a few months, it wasn't doing anything. So they were they slashed the budget for marketing and everything. Uh, MTV would eventually play Welcome to the Jungle once a night for three days uh, on their video channel, and it would eventually end up becoming the most requested video on MTV. One year later, on August 6, 1988, the album would actually hit number one on Billboard and stay there for four weeks. Uh, As of today, the album has sold over 30 million copies worldwide, making it not only the best-selling debut album of all time, but the 11th best-selling album ever ever so eric Mm. appetite for destruction your thoughts on this one i have heard this album so many times and honestly out of the whole catalog of guns and roses i still think that this is their best album um i mean 
here's the funny thing. As much as I love this album, um, the opener, Welcome to the Jungle, I, I'll say this first. It is a great opening song for a record, Oh, I yeah. think. Yeah. Like the just that echoing guitar, right? And then you just have the howling or the siren, like it's it's just a sick song, right? And that gets mm-hmm. you pumped up. But this song I feel has been overplayed so many times. Like I I don't know about your feeling about it, but I I feel like this song has been played so many times. Like in terms of like. Uh, you know, high school sport events or or just like sports movies or any kind of movie. Like they just put this song in every single time. Although I haven't listened to this song for a while, so when it came on and I listened to it fully, I was like, you know what? This song this song is a good song. It's a good song, but unfortunately it it's been overplayed. Um in terms of the flow of the album, it's pretty like a pump up song like mm-hmm. like like all the songs are very like it, it gets you pumped up like this is a perfect album to work out in or like just go for like a 10 click run mm-hmm. or something like that but um so th- there's like a couple of songs that are slow and it w- it just felt out of place <laughs> kind of thing <laughs> in my opinion um i think the song my michelle I love that song so much. <laughs> is that that's probably that's your favorite? What on the album? I would say it's one of my favorites on the album. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, and and this song has a little like you know it it has a place in my heart because uh, um a couple of friends we played it live at a school event or or no it was actually at the Winter Carnival in Richmond Hill there. <laughs> <laughs> on on mill pond <laughs> oh i vaguely remember this yeah and i remember uh nick abate our good friend uh he ended up that that ending riff <laughs> he played it in the wrong key <laughs> <laughs> and i just i just remember that all the time but but this song is uh sweet i think sweet child of mine is probably one of the best songs ever written like and just to come up with like this is Slash's warm up that he used to do before right. he would play shows, and then like this is they they turned it into a song, <laughs> like that's pretty impressive, you know. Yeah. Uh, but overall, I actually I enjoyed it. I enjoyed this album. Like it, uh, like I cleaned out my garage while listening to it, and it it was it was sick. Nice. Um. So. I've never listened to Appetite for Destruction front to back. Like, obviously, I know Welcome to the Jungle. I know mm. Paradise City. I know Sweet Child of Mine. Like, I know those songs. Even Mr. Brownstone, I know that song. But, like, I've never listened to this album front to back, which is surprising because, like, this, everyone wears this, like, on their T-shirt. Like, everyone has an Appetite for Destruction T-shirt, and they just mm-hmm. wear it around town. And, like... It's one of those debut albums that people always talk about. It's just like, this is the greatest, greatest debut album of all time. Um, but I've never gone and like listened to this thing from front to back. Uh, Luton saying Night Train is underrated. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm going to hold my judgment for a bit until I get through my thoughts. Um, but I do have a problem with this album overall. 
And I just don't think it's a very good album. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to say, Welcome to the Jungle, obviously classic song, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Paradise City, classic song. Sweet Child Mine, classic song. But I think every, <laughs> like, all the other songs, I mean, there's some songs on here that I actually like, but I just don't think that outside of the hit singles, this album does anything. Like, I came out of this going, uh, track eight, think about you. I came out of it thinking, uh, okay, it is all right. I, I'm just going to skip this and go to Sweet Child of Mine. And then track 10, You're Crazy, track 11, Anything Goes. I was like, eh, I'm just going to go back to Mr. Brownstone and Paradise City because like those songs are much better than these. Like that's, that's what I ended up doing. I listened to it front to back and I was like, okay, there's very, very, very good songs on this album. And then there are songs that I'm like, I'm going to go back to the previous song. I'm going to skip to the next song because there are better things to listen to. So that's that's my my thought. Me like I think if a song like It's So Easy or Night Train or um uh Rocket Queen, those songs, if those showed mm-hmm. up on someone else's album, if that showed up on a um I'm gonna have to pick a band that I don't think is very good. Uh if if those showed up on a nickelback album. I would be like, holy <laughs> shit, these guys, these guys wrote freaking great songs. But like, because it's beside <laughs> because it's beside such gigantic, colossal smash hits, mm-hmm. I just can't appreciate it from an album perspective. But you, but you have to understand, like Slash and what's the bass player's name again? Uh, Duff, Duff McKagan. Duff, yeah, Duff McKagan, like they're they're just like epic in their field, <laughs> and and this is their first debut album, Cam, right? Like so, so when this album came out, they're nobodies, right? I get that. Like, like think about that. <laughs> I get that it's the debut album, and there shouldn't really be expectations for a debut album. But we're also talking about an album that has sold thirty million plus copies, and people today retroactively are saying. This is the greatest debut album of all time. This is the Guns N' Roses <laughs> masterpiece. And I just can't agree with that. It's so, so what, like, have you listened to other Guns N' Roses albums? No. So, like, yes, I agree with you. I don't think it should be maybe top 11. I think, in terms of classic rock, like, out of all the albums I've listened to with Guns N' Roses, I think that this is definitely their best work. For sure, a hundred percent. I can, I can agree. I can, even though I haven't listened to like um, "Use Your Illusion" one and two, or uh, I don't mm-hmm. even remember the record after this one, what it was called. But yeah, I, I could prob, I can see why this album would be the best because it has their biggest songs for sure. Like uh, later on, they'll have like songs like "November Rain" or uh, "Civil War," but those songs, like in comparison to what's on this. Like, Welcome mm-hmm. to the Jungle, Paradise City, Sweet Child of Mine, that alone just, like, blows everything out of the water, right? It it totally does. Yeah. My thing is, as an album, it's just, I don't think it works because the mm-hmm. highs are just too high and the lows are just too mediocre. 
<laughs> oh man that's that's funny how you say that like i think this is definitely like a rocking album i think it's great um i wouldn't say it's perfect but like like you gotta think though right like all their singles like if you compare it to their other singles right like it, it just doesn't compare yeah of course yeah no of course uh, we should probably catch up on chat because I went yeah, on. It sounds like they're losing it on, on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every, uh, Ghost Kermit is gonna haunt me. <laughs> Ooh, that doesn't sound good. Um, like, <laughs> here's my thing. Half this album is great. Half this half this album is like mind blowing how good it is, and then just the other half of the album is just mediocre at best and the problem is it's not even like a a side a side b thing it's like song one is amazing uh next two songs mediocre next two songs incredible next song mediocre it's just too much of a up and down for me where it's like you guys either needed to smooth this thing out (laughs) Or you just had to write better songs. One of the two. <laughs> well, I know for a fact, I, I remember reading somewhere that this album, like a lot of the lyrics actually got changed. Right. And okay. I think for the better, just because I think the lyrics sounded dumb. For, for instance, like the only example that I can recall is in Paradise City. Uh, Paradise City, where the grass is green. And the girls are pretty. Yeah, that line was, yeah, that line was actually where the girls got titties. <laughs> <laughs> that was the actual line. <laughs> but and I and I think the record company was like, okay, maybe we just step in here a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but, I'm I'm glad they changed that. That's stupid. Those are dumb lyrics. I mean, the lyrics right now are dumb, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's even worse. <laughs> It's even worse. I, I, but but I mean like the talent, like you got Slash, you got Duff, right? Like like you've, Axel you've, Rose. Yeah. You got Izzy, like, you've got Axel, you got Steven Adler, mm-hmm. you've got Duff, you got um I'm missing someone, Slash. Like you've got like yep. guys that are just like off the charts in terms of musical ability. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying as an album, as a whole <laughs> piece of art, this thing isn't put together properly. Oh, I see my name being mentioned in chat here. (laughs) Eric shotgunning five more beers to be able to take. (laughs) Yes, that is correct. (laughs) You know what? I I think this album's kick ass. I I don't know where you're coming from, Kim. I think I think he's flustered everybody because his camera's not working. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Here, let's settle this. Mm-hmm. Final scores, okay. final rating. Eric, what are you gonna give this album? I give it an eight out of ten for sure. It eight deserves a solid eight, eight out, out of ten. ten. <laughs> yeah. Uh, today is the day that I get canceled. I mean, if I haven't been canceled at this point, I don't think anything's like. Yeah. I don't think I'm ever gonna be canceled. <laughs> So. <laughs> I don't think so. I've, I've we, said, were, we would have already been like banned from I've Twitch. I've said worse <laughs> things. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm pretty sure that episode where I try to convince you that Stevie Wonder can see and I didn't get canceled. <laughs> that was like, I have free reign to say whatever I want. Exactly. <laughs> We're like HBO on Twitch, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Colin, no. is that recorded? Uh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> it is recorded yeah. somewhere. I don't it know. is recorded. Go, go on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts. I actually don't know if it... I don't know if it's on Spotify. Uh, I think... Are you sure? I don't think I ever edited that episode and put it on Spotify. <laughs> well, it happened, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I spent like an hour and a half trying to convince you that Stevie Wonder could see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with That proof, was pretty funny. With picture proof. We, we, got, we, we got to redo something like that in the yeah, future. Yeah, we'll but. recreate that episode. It'll be yeah. fun times. Um, okay, final rating for me on this album is a 7 out of 10. I'm giving it a 7, seven out, out of 10. 10 eh? Yeah, because I think... Okay. So you did like the album then. <laughs> the album I think seven is a solid. No, the album. Yeah, it's a solid album. I'm not going to dispute that. It is a solid album. And mm. you listen to this album for the hits, right? You listen to this. Here, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll list this off. Welcome to the Jungle, Mr. Brownstone, Paradise City, My Michelle, Sweet Child of Mine. Those are the songs you go in listening. Um. I don't know, man. Like, I think there's so many good songs. Like, I feel like whoever said that Night Train was underrated, I I agree with you. I think it's a great song. Um, Mr. Brownstone, yeah, Mr. My yeah. Michelle, Rocket Queen. I mean, oh, like, uh, here's one thing I'll say. Rocket Queen, I think, is Axl Rose's best vocal performance. Like, I was amazed mm-hmm. at how good he can sing. Like, I've always mm-hmm. thought his voice was mildly annoying, and people always go, oh, he's one of the best vocalists of all time. And I'm like, really? No, that I wouldn't agree with really? at all. But Rocket Queen, damn, he can really sing on that song. Yes. Um, But, yeah, I'm giving a seven because, like, the hits are definitely, like, classic hits. But okay. everything else on this record is like, I'm going to skip it. It's not that I didn't like the songs it's just i'm not gonna listen to it again (laughs) that's fair man that is completely fair to say some of the worst music i've ever heard seven out of ten (laughs) 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 i was honestly expecting you to give it like a four oh no what you were saying but this (laughs) This album has like Sweet Child of Mine, Welcome to the Jungle, and Paradise City on it. So like there's no way you can give it less than a five, right? You mm-hmm. it would be misleading to people if I'm like, you shouldn't listen to this album. It sucks. Like there's no way I would tell someone you you have to listen to this record, right? You do. You must. Like there's regardless of how mediocre I think half this album is, this is a <laughs> must listen for rock and roll. <laughs> yeah. Like yes. must mandatory yeah i i would definitely agree with that for (laughs) sure like i would like guns and roses would be one of the bands for sure for rock music in like that era like you gotta check this band out like it will you won't be disappointed yeah like last week i think it was last week or two weeks ago when we we did hotel california right hotel california (laughs) hotel california the song Probably on the mm-hmm. same level as Sweet Child of Mine or Welcome to the Jungle in terms of like mm-hmm. you must list, you have to know this song, right? But mm-hmm. Hotel California is an album. I would definitely tell you don't 
bother listening to this trash. Yeah. It's like a trash album that doesn't need to exist, right? <laughs> but Appetite for Destruction is one of those records that it's like, throughout the whole album, these are must-listens to if you are trying to listen to good rock and roll music. Exactly. You're still in my good books because I like the rating you gave Yellow Brick Road by Elton John. <laughs> there you go. That was a great record, actually. That was an amazing that record. Was, that was a great record. A Elton bit too John. long. A bit too long, but it's a good record. <laughs> um, but anyways, after inflaming chats by triggering everyone in here by uh, exactly. <laughs> insulting Appetite for Destruction, um, 7 out of 10. It's... Um, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Seven out of ten, with the Kim's caveat not that heartless. Caveat that it is a must listen, mm-hmm. right? It's a must listen record. <laughs> um, okay. With that said, uh, for those of you who are still following along with us and aren't completely out of your minds and have closed this down, um, the, the album that we will be reviewing, yeah, completely traumatized. Um, the album that we are going to be listening to and reviewing for next week is Kenny Rogers, The Gambler. The Gambler himself, ladies and gentlemen. I'm I'm ready for this. I'm so ready for this. Oh yeah, this is like old school country, everybody. <laughs> I'm so ready to listen to Kenny Rogers. <laughs> uh, Colin has re- re- recovered from the whiplash from my review. There you go. <laughs> uh, all right, cool. So uh, let's get into this, Eric. Oh, um, yes. Mixtape yes. battle. So for those of you who are listening for the first time, uh, we take a random speech generator, which generates three random topics. One of us chooses one of those topics, and the other person has to make the ultimate mixtape uh, based on that topic. So the topic that Eric got last week was fur as fashion. So Eric... Hit us. What is your three-song mixtape with the topic fur as fashion? So I I actually tried to look at songs that was fur as fashion, and I got frustrated because I wasn't getting anything. <laughs> and I was like, God damn it. Like, what do I like? Okay, I got to take a break. So I decided to take a spin on it because, you know, in order to use fur as fashion, what do you have to do first? You have to kill the animal. <laughs> so, uh, if anybody knows who I am, you'll you'll see where this is going. I chose a very country playlist to this. <laughs> <laughs> so, the first song by Luke Bryan. Look at that stud right there. Uh, he has a song, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna list some of these lyrics here too because I feel like it will bring it home because I know for sure. For sure, people. I feel like the majority of the audience doesn't listen to country. This song is called Drinking Beer and Wasting Bullets. So (laughs) Yes, of course. Perfect. I love it. This song is about going out hunting for deer and obviously drinking beer, which rhymes, um, but not actually like getting anything. So I'm going to read the chorus here. Uh, let me find it here. Uh, hang on a second. Sitting here, waiting on a deer, drinking beer and wasting bullets, aiming at the empties, missing, hitting pine trees. It ain't my fault that the cans keep moving. 
my baby's on the phone saying when you coming home where you been and what you been doing i've been sitting here waiting on a deer drinking beer and wasting bullets (laughs) that's 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 number one colin is so right it's like legit country parody like there's so many songs like this that Oh, it's, it's great. Like, you know what? If you embrace your inner, like, I feel like everybody has an inner hick. And no matter, like, what culture you were raised in, everybody will have an inner hick. And if you actually just sit and embrace these songs, it will change your life, my friends. <laughs> um, the next song is by Justin Moore, who I would love to see live because he's just epic. Um, the song is called Guns. <laughs> so i'm gonna read you the very first verse because it you know it it just paints the picture of hunting for your fur in a sense uh i started out with a 410 then moved to a 20 gauge which is the type of caliber of round in the gun every squirrel and rabbit in dallas county knew my name I sat on the stand with Papa from the time I was three years old. When I was eight, I used a muzzle loader to kill my first doe. <laughs> <laughs> so again, that song is is about hunting. Uh, check it out if you want. Uh, this song is, I think, the most ridiculous song out of these three. Uh, you are going to love this song. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, if anybody has the chance after this podcast, go check out this song because I can't do this song justice by singing or not, not even singing the lyrics, saying the lyrics. It's by the Zach Brown band. Sick him on a chicken. <laughs> Sick him on a chicken. Sick him on a chicken. Watch them feathers fly. Sick him on a chicken. Sick him on a chicken. Bring out the butter and the we're ready to fry. <laughs> That's all the song is about is just trying to kill the chicken for your for your meal. So that's that's the the avenue I went through nice. for for his fashion. I love it. Peta so. will uh we'll we'll get some mail from Peta. It's on the way. Oh, a hundred percent we will. They <laughs> they would definitely look at this list and be like Disgusted. Yeah, completely <laughs> disgusted by this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, even Colin's saying that uh, we should cancel the podcast. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, <clears throat> if they want to cancel us, they can try. But I think uh, I think we'll be here next week. <laughs> I think we'll just come <laughs> back with more offensive things to say next yeah. week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not like we're trying to be offensive. It just happens. It just happened. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, chicken fried, a song about getting the chicken ready to be fried. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's lots of songs about frying chicken. Oh, 100% there is. All right, Eric. I love this. This is great. This is, this is wonderful. This is a great <laughs> mixtape. Okay, here we go. So uh, <laughs> this is our uh, random speech generator straight off the internet. Uh, once I click on this button... It will generate three topics. Eric will choose one of those topics. And next week, I have to make a three-song mixtape with that topic. Uh, So here we go. 
All right, here we go. Uh, first is bailouts. Next is cookbooks. And then the last <laughs> one is devil in the detail. <laughs> those are my... Devil... Cookbooks. And what was the first one? Bailouts. Bailouts. <laughs> devil in the detail. Ooh. Cookbooks. That's funny. That would be hilarious. Cookbooks? I feel like a meatloaf <laughs> song has to be in there somewhere. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> cookbooks are cooking creative the books. with that. Cookbooks. Cook, cookbooks might be interesting. Bailouts. Uh, bailouts is too close to the last one I had. Um, what was yeah. it? Uh, fraud. Yeah, that's too, yeah, that's too fraud. close. So I think it yeah. should be cookbooks or devil in the detail. Oh, yeah, I'm going to have to go with the audience on this one. I want to see what you do with cookbooks. Oh, shit. Okay, cookbooks. <laughs> I wonder if Gordon Ramsay ever released a song. Maybe they did. <laughs> raw! <laughs> it's fucking raw! <laughs> All right. You, you know, they have a video online of they, they replace all the Jurassic Park dinosaur sounds with Gordon Ramsay <laughs> saying raw. <laughs> Just as a tidbit, everybody. Too funny. <laughs> Uh, all right, so stay tuned next week. Uh, I will be making a uh, playlist with uh, or a mixtape with three uh, with three songs about cookbooks, or at least cookbook adjacent. Uh, all right, <laughs> finally, let's close this all off. Oh, it's not even center. There you go. Uh, so I'm sure we had more than two controversial statements. I think Luton <laughs> said we had 15 at some point. Uh, so we clearly wow. lost track of, um, <laughs> yeah, we definitely of did. all the garbage we said on this podcast. Mm-hmm. But the ones that we did record, um, I did say, speaking of someone who can't sing and said Lana Del Rey. So that was the first controversial statement that I, I put. And then um, Eric did say, welcome to the jungle has been overplayed. So <laughs> <laughs> that's fair, I guess. <laughs> I mean, if we try to record 15, we would run out of space on the screen. It'd be like a whole mm-hmm. slideshow. Yeah. <laughs> it would be, a, it would be yeah. another hour podcast. We'd like have to human extend- resources of like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there'd be a whole like- encyclopedia on it. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, and then this off, quote of the week presented by Anthony Kiedis. My mom, I love her because she loved me. Long gong are the times when she scrubbed me. Feeling good, my brother gonna ha- hug me. Drink my juice, young my love, juice, young chug love, a lug chug me. Chug a lug me. Oh, I know this song. Give it away. <laughs> there you go. It's give it away. Give it away now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there you go. Still. There I you mean, go. It makes no sense. <laughs> it makes no sense. Everything he writes makes no sense. Uh, you know what gave it away in this one? The Which last one? part. Drink my juice, young love, chug a lug, man. <laughs> That's what gave it away. Very nice. Good, good. Okay. Um, sweet. So that's that's basically the show. Um, thanks for tuning in. This was the Crossroads yes, Music Podcast. You. We're here live streaming on twitch.tv slash the Crossroads Music Podcast every Monday at 10 p.m. EST, 7 p.m. PST. Uh, you can catch the, the recordings on Spotify, Apple Music, pretty much anywhere you get your, your podcast. We are there. Uh, but do join us on the live stream because uh, mm-hmm. it is enjoyable when you guys yell at us and disagree because... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's it's just we get it we definitely get a kick out of it and, and we love it yeah we absolutely love it so um and uh if we are not uh live on stream and you still want to yell at us there's also the discord so come <laughs> join us on the discord and you can yell at us there there's plenty of places where you can yell at us uh exactly. all over the internet so feel free to do that uh thanks for tuning in um thank you Anything and else? yeah, if you if you want to even yell at me for for me being a pretentious beer guy, like just let me know in the the on tap chat in the uh, Discord. So there's plenty of room to criticize us. <laughs> so I mean, and all avenues, not just music. Yeah. So it's perfect. It's great partnership. Um. So yeah, thanks everyone for tuning in. Thanks uh, everyone for being here, and we will catch you all next time. Peace. Thank you.